Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. We share our corporate philosophy, sharing passion and performance and contribute to the enriched lifestyles of people while focusing our business on sound and podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Molly. It's great to see everybody here. Uh, Is this thing on? It's been so long since I felt like we were suddenly doing a a press conference. Like a press conference. I know. I mean, it really is actually. And this would not have been out of place at a CES from some long time ago. That was uh, the corporate slogan bastardized for our purposes of Yamaha. 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 I was about to say, let the good times roll, but that's Kawasaki. Yep. No. Yamaha. They both make pianos and motorcycles. Accelerating our sustainability initiatives, we aim to become an, quote, indispensable, brilliantly individual company, close quote. A lot of quotes <laughs> in this. Close. A lot, a lot of, of air quotes. Uh, well, folks, this is a very special episode of It's a Thing because it is filled with your things. That's right. It is. We got so many good things from all of you that we could not just leave them in the inbox. We had to share them with everyone. So we have dedicated this entire episode to them. The emails. It is going to be amazing. And now that our box will be depleted, please send us more feedback at it's a thing dot me. I mean, Uh, listen, yeah, I'm not saying our box is depleted. Maybe we have millions of emails, but you don't don't want to risk it, do you? No. Send us an email. So you you don't want to like think that we already know about the thing when maybe we don't know about yeah. the thing and you're the one who knows. And, and you're, you're like until... the next Manny. Yeah. <laughs> or the next Shannon. Like we yeah. won't know that you know until you tell us and then we'll know. We know that you know that you know that you should send us an email. Yes. Is what we're trying to say. All right. Should we get right in? We got a lot. To get Let's get right in. Uh, in with Lynn on pens. <laughs> Lynn wrote, hi, just had to extend the pen thing. Fountain pens are not quite a thing, but if you want to talk about luxury pens, well, it gets pricey. I listen to a retailer's podcast that starts with where fountain pens are still a thing. I oh. also never expected to hear jet pens here. Ha. Wow. That is amazing. Okay. Well, Manny confirmed the thingness of writing implements writing. Okay. What the heck? It's a thing. Last week, you get an email about a mechanical pencil video, and I was served the exact same video a couple of weeks ago, and pens. Ah. Oh, the pens. Thing nailed. Pens. Wow. I'm using the worst pen right now. I feel like a hypocrite. Who can even write anymore, by the way? I keep Uh, trying to practice. All those muscles are just like atrophied. I got a really, really nice notepad holder with a big, thick pad of paper, and I've started to to do some things on it intentionally because I have it, and it's wonderful. I think writing might be making a comeback. Maybe it's making a comeback. Using your hand to writing. I don't know. That would explain the pens. 
It would actually. Uh, Jody in Minneapolis sent in a thing that sounds familiar. Tell me, tell me if you've heard this one, Molly. Uh-huh. Hi, thing of friends. Mongolian heavy metal, new to me, <laughs> but it might already be old. What say you? <laughs> Luckily for all of us, Tom was super early on this train. <laughs> Tom was like the guy in the western riding his horse way out in front of that train. I was, I was like the guy in Mongolia riding my horse way out in front of that train. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Yeah. Turns out it's been a thing. Uh, Jody, welcome. I'm assuming you didn't hear the episode two years ago, was it? I don't remember I how long think it was. So I don't know. Time has no meaning, but yeah, uh, one one year ago, one year ago. I don't know, um, but yeah, uh, it, it was early in the pandemic, I think. Uh, yeah, when we we talked about uh, War Horse, you know, and other Mongolian heavy metal hits. So you are not wrong, Jody. Well spotted. The fact that it continues to be a thing is is remarkable, I think, to all of us. Yeah, that's amazing. And and Jody, that's what's so great about sending us the email. It kind of confirms like, oh, okay, it's still cooking. That's great. Yeah, because frankly, it could have gone either way. Uh, Aaron wrote in with a thing collision. Molly, this one is for you. Apparently, a year ago, I was playing around with Dalgona coffee as I happened to make it in my Kai PA glass, one of our marketplace giveaways from back in the day. I'm listening to that other podcast right now, sadly not in my banana pants, and it's fundraising time again, and the Kai PA glass is back. I checked my time hop, and here it is. Kismet. Wow. That is a good class for the Delgona coffee. That's like a a, 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 cl- a crossover hit. That's like Love Boat docking <laughs> at the fantasy island of, of emails. That's great. <laughs> it really is. That's amazing. Uh, uh, awesome. Love, I haven't had a good Delgona coffee in a while. I might have to whip some up. Literally. Literally. Yeah. A quick Spanish word guy, Leonardo, wrote in with some clarification. In Spanish, the singular of what? What is this? What we were asking for the Spanish word for something, and we have all the words, but we what is it a word of, Rich? Yeah, I can't remember. Either. <laughs> There's a part of this like, email that's missing. We were asking for the Spanish word for for what, and I don't I remember. Am, I am looking this up right now. Please stand <laughs> so by. I apologize. Of course. <laughs> of course. Some fingernail. Finger, fingernail. Uh, nail. Thank you. Nail. Yes. That's okay. Right. That's so, right. okay. so quick Spanish word guy Leonardo wrote in with the Spanish word for fingernail that we were asking for. In Spanish, the singular is uña, the plural is uñas, and it's a female word. So you would say la uña or las uñas. Good to know. And also, I'm really glad we cleared that up because I was so confused. Like, is this sort of like one, but like not one? Like, you right, can say one right. Because Una like without the way. Enye. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I, and, and Leonardo, we know we could have just looked this up on Google, but wasn't it much more fun for you to write in and us to get it from you? It was more fun for me. I can, Definitely. can confirm. Definitely. Can confirm. Brittany wrote in on TikTok mom, the, t- the TikTok mom. She said, Molly, uh, back on the other show, you had to make me smile about a mom taking her toddler to an interview. And I have followed her ever since. This is her later latest video. And it is all the cute. I don't think it's a thing, but I got to tell you, I'm going to try to do this with my toddlers. But much like panda bears, it's too cute. But I haven't seen the video. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. We but will watch I bet the video. it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> we will watch the video. <laughs> Except again, I'm gonna have to do it on my 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 fake talk. What's the, what are we calling? Like you know, you have a finsta. I have to oh. watch it on my fake TikTok so I don't screw up my algorithm. Yeah, we had a name for that, didn't we? Fake talk burner I TikTok. Think we came up with a burner, burner TikTok. TikTok. Right. Yeah. yeah, we'll watch it on the burner TikTok. Uh, Excellent. Sir ATW on a new use for glue. 
Tamari. Producer Rich Note, I sing this like do re mi. Tomori, Tomori. Can we talk about glue as a protest tool? It's a thing. Initially, all the reports I saw of glue being used this way were in England and at best Europe. But if you're a modern protester activist these days, glue is now a part of your toolkit. I was on the phone with my brother a few weeks ago when he informed me that a woman, glue girl, not gorilla glue girl, attempted to glue herself to the floor at a Timberwolves NBA play-in game. I had so many questions. <laughs> what was she protesting? <laughs> Why did she attempt to glue herself to a highly waxed surface? <laughs> If she insisted on gluing herself to such a difficult surface, why didn't she prepare said surface properly slash better? I assumed she was using a cyanoacrylate glue, super glue or crazy glue, but did she bring an accelerator to speed up the bond in such a critically timed protest attempt? How long before we see more of this in the United States? More of this. As I previously mentioned, I've been quite I've seen quite a bit of this in England with people gluing themselves to roadways where special trained officers had to debond them or scientists gluing themselves to shell headquarters or even grannies for the future gluing themselves to council tables. But recently there was a PETA protest at a Starbucks in Seattle. I can confirm that jet pens is a thing. I've had a stationary habit since I was a kid, but Japanese and Korean stationery takes it to a whole new level. Unfortunately, I discovered them several years Years ago, along with Kinokunia books, if you're unfortunate enough to have one in your town, the person stationary impulse buys are irresistible. I'm sorry if I've started something. I, I mean, which thing have you started? The gluing yourself to stuff? Or the yeah, I know. I think it's this the, part of the stationary thing. I mean, it case, is the but, stationary, but also, whoa, I got to look up the glue thing. Uh, okay. So who is the guy who played... Um, who was who in Star Trek First Contact, and he's also on Succession as the brother, uh, James Cromwell. James Cromwell was in the news today as we record this episode. Oh, yeah, somebody's on it. Uh, who, who posted that? Char Marie glued himself to a Starbucks counter to uh, protest uh the 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 higher prices of soy milk, saying it's unfair to vegans. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Actually, I don't know if it was particularly right. soy milk. It was non. It was it was all vegan alternatives are are higher priced. I literally found an article on the BBC. How do you unglue a protester? Yeah. So, but wh- there are so many things happening here. This was a New York City Starbucks on May tenth, right? It has so made its way over, to, obviously, because it's such a great idea. Answer your what? question. Of how long before we see this in the United States? Today. Today is how long. (laughs) Literally today. This is bananas. Wow. I love this show. Um, Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Honestly, also, I want to say, Saray TW has given me a new view of the James Cromwell story because I was befuddled why someone would glue their hand to a Starbucks because the soy milk or the almond milk was too high it seemed way out of proportion but now i get the context it's it's a protest thing and in james cromwell's world it's probably like yeah when you're upset about something you glue your hand to the table that's just how we do things these days and it it doesn't make it make a lot more sense but it does i get it now i'm like oh okay it's in that vein of of protesting weird thing to protest still at least we know it's a thing yeah 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 exactly 
even if we don't understand the actual, I mean, I feel like it would be a high bar for me to glue myself to anything. It's, it's the high bar for, I mean, I actually, I'm, I'm with him. Like, yes, it, it is unfair that vegans have to pay more than regular milk. It's also probably more expensive to make the milk. So there's another side to it, but I get why you might be upset. Not so upset that you glue your hand. <laughs> That seems pretty. I mean, it's not setting yourself on fire. Don't get me wrong, but it's pretty extreme. High bar. Yeah. High bar. Wow. All right. Ralph writes in on pallet stores. Hi, guys. My wife and I really enjoy It's a Thing. Thanks for making the effort to put out such a fun and informative, lighthearted show. On to the thing. A coworker just recently introduced me to a website related to the pallet reselling topic that came up a couple of weeks ago. Uh When I mentioned it to my wife, she had also just heard about it from one of her coworkers. Uh, www.mac.bid B-I-D, is the website for Mac Discount. It's a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania-based company, buys major retailers' liquidated, returned, and overstocked items, and resells them at auction on their website and app. They have thousands of daily individual items as well as full pallets of random stuff. And so when you win one of the auctions, you go to the warehouse and pick up the item. They've got warehouses all around the Pittsburgh area, one in Ohio, one in South Carolina, they just bought a rowing machine from them this week for $98. And Ralph says we'd been considering purchasing the exact same model a couple of weeks previously for $599. And the whole deal is just buying pallets full of stuff or a thing way cheaper. Yeah. Fascinating. Did you ever have railroad salvage stores when you were no. growing up? I wasn't sure if that would be a Montana thing, maybe with with railroads and long distances, but uh, it's it's sort of like an Army Navy store, but yeah. for um, things that are either from, from it could be from like a car went off the tracks and and things fell off and were damaged. Sometimes it was that, uh, but sometimes it was just like nobody ever claimed this car full of stuff, so who wants it? And they'd auction it off. We had a railroad salvage store in Mulberry Grove, Illinois that we'd go to all the time. And they had amazing stuff, brand new stuff for super cheap. It feels like this is the modern equivalent of that. I guess it totally is. That is fascinating. I'm all about the resale thing too. I've been hearing that like, um, uh, returns are like a huge ecological nightmare. So reselling, not only because I'm cheap as hell, but also to sort of keep things out of landfill seems mm. great. Mm. Uh, Glenn the Geek has a note for you, Molly. Oh. Oh. Uh, just wanted to congratulate you on the Hall of Fame. Oh. I was so excited when I saw the announcement. As I have been listening since the beginning of Buzz Out Loud days, it is well-deserved. Tom knows that I started a daily podcast in 2010 about horses because of you guys. We hit 3,000 episodes in August. And I credit you and Tom for the inspiration. So thank you. That is so amazing. 3,000 episodes. That's 3, awesome. 3,000 episodes. That is so awesome. Oh, thanks, Glenn. Congrats, Glenn. That's awesome. Congrats to you and us. Incredible. Um, and then finally, before we get to the shout outs, a little treat just for me. Another one. Yeah. No, I just need about 30 seconds. Wait. No, 30 seconds is the limit. Nope. Hey, this that's an old Remy. Hold on. I picked the wrong. <laughs> Where did the right Remy go? Crap. We should have checked this. <laughs> hey, this is Remy. I couldn't help but think of my kid's pediatrician, Frank Peppers. That's nope. the only other person There's I actually Remy's. encountered with that last name. 
He's a cool, laid-back guy, which is probably more than I would be if my name were Dr. Peppers. <laughs> did we play that one Molly? before? That one's How worth reliving. That? We did play it before, but it's really worth reliving. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here all day while you try to find the right Remy. I feel like maybe you're just doing this on purpose. Just no, me. I'm not. I really am not. I forgot that this was in the lineup, and I didn't pre-check it. Uh, and so now I'm like desperately trying <laughs> to find out. Yeah. I got nothing but time. Cause I had it playing. in here last week and then, uh, oh, yeah. I forgot what I did with it. Tom, it was, I sent it to you in discord. If that helps. No, it doesn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which folder uh, in the Dropbox is it? I, I never saved it in the Dropbox. You, you told me you had pulled it in. So I didn't put it in the Dropbox. Ooh, I think I hilarious. put it in the Dropbox. Okay. It's was titled years years. Oh, there it is. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Hey, this is Remy. Have you guys discussed the time-based phenomenon of, you know, the difference between year a and year B is the same as the difference between year B and today. If so, good job. If not, well, let me lay it out here by means of a few examples. Did you know, that as much time has passed since Chandelier by Sia was released, as had passed from Hannah Montana's first episode to when that song was released? Or, it's been almost 25 years since Princess Diana was killed. 25 years had passed from the Watergate break-in to the death of Princess Diana. Or, the United States entered World War II in late 1941, a little over 80 years ago. A little over 80 years before that, the Civil War began. So I've been struck by this kind of juxtaposition for a long time, just ask my wife. So maybe I'm more attuned to different instances of it. I think it's directly connected to the aging process. I mean, at least for me, it seems like memories I've had since I was, say, 18, 19, 20 years old until now all feel about equally contemporaneous. But if you go back to my childhood and teenage years, it feels like there was this vast stretch of time that had passed. And then anything before that just is all equally ancient history. So here's the trick with this date comparison technique. You select an event or an item from maybe your, your mid-teens to maybe as late as your early 20s. See how much time that is. And then project backwards from that event or item the same distance. And for me anyway, almost invariably, it just seems staggering that the same spans of time, they could be equivalent. But what makes this, I think, date comparison so effective and maybe why it's appearing, I'm seeing it more anyway, is that it scales so effectively with age. So maybe if you're in your 20s, you hear that chandelier example and you're like, wow, that doesn't seem possible. But maybe when you're in your 40s, the princess die thing uh, resonates more with you. I don't know. Well, that wasn't 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he also then emailed saying, oh, but no, I should have before that. He said, I should have added. Did you know that Buzz Out Loud started about 17 years ago? And that 17 years before that was the year of the Bash Brothers when the World Series was disrupted by an earthquake. Sorry, wow. Tom, I'm slipping. That was good. That local. That one is my, good. Yeah. That, wow. That's a good one. My son is into the time 
the time comparison thing too. Like he found some website that does them all and it's pretty like, it gets pretty fascinating. I'm a fan of that little, that little way of setting perspective, but you're right. You have to start with something that feels like it wasn't as long as it's been. Right. Right. So to me, chandelier doesn't feel like it's been that long, but the Hannah Montana one doesn't work that well for me. I'd I'd have to find something else that, that was more like, Oh yeah, I remember that because that that's what it has to be. Cause that's why the bash brothers thing works so well. Right. It's like, Oh wow. That felt so long ago when we started buzz out loud, but buzz out loud doesn't feel like it was that long ago. So, Oh God, 17 years. (sighs) Yeah. (sighs) Well, thank you, Remy. Thank you, Remy. What a, a delight. pleasure as always. And uh, we'll, always. we'll, uh, we'll include you in the Fordo clause of the 30 second limit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can have a, uh, an exception this one time. Just kidding. All right. And now to the shout outs, those of you who support us at the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing. Thank you. We craft, uh, and by we, I mean, producer Rich Trappolino, the royal we. custom, artisanal, amazing piece of art week after week to Mm. honor you and your contribution to the show. This week's shout outs are based on a review of Patrick Williams score to Jesus, the epic miniseries in the publication film score monthly. I don't know how he does it. I don't either. This is amazing. Uh, I'll read up to the double slash. Yep. I just plopped him in there. Here we go. James C. Smith wanted his Miranda Janelle, the epic miniseries, thematic material, to be very straightforward and very transparent. Morris Jones succeeds at writing a simple and memorable main Laura Abel theme, but David Grizzly Smith as a whole is perhaps too straightforward. Benjamin Forrest is biblical enough, short, unormented, homophonic, and chordal, and is well-developed. At times, Andrew Bradley sounds like he may be from outer space, and how far off is that? Or a little too Lee Price, the unfair but noted stereotype of the noble solo Joe Hood. But it's undoubtedly difficult to score a vast figure like Kevin Sill without stepping on someone's turf. As Eric Duncan progresses, the main theme takes on a slight Jake Woods character, orchestrationally as well. It's like Louis Saint-Amour, but even simpler. The theme can also be likened to an orchestral version of Mike Aiken's mythic and courageous theme for Mandy Patinkin in The Gabriel Cohen Bride. <laughs> also, <laughs> Mandy Patinkin just got a free shout out. He just got a free shout out. He hasn't faster. paid. He hasn't paid. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll be sending you a bill. I didn't want to spoil it, guys, but we have a new shout out sponsor. <laughs> yes! And it's Mandy Patinkin. Uh, we have arrived. Oh, that is awesome. So, so good. So good. If you would like to be included in these epic tales, uh, there's just one way to do it. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. That's right. And you will get access to all kinds of other cool stuff. You can join us for live recordings in our Discord. You'll get an ad-free RSS feed. It's all worthwhile. And this is not the end of the emails. Thank you to everybody who emailed to make this all feedback episode possible. But keep them coming because we read them every week. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. See you next week. Bye. 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 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.